The recording is in progress. Perfect. I like recording. All right. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Yo, yo. It's I, Mike, and it is Nate. Yonder. Yes, yes. We are how many miles apart? A Brazilian. I don't even know. Yeah. It just feels like Brazilian. So it's like what? It's a. From here to Phoenix, it's 13 hour drive. Yep. I think it's like. Uh, whatever that is divided by miles per hour and everybody can figure it out. Neener, neener. Yep. There you go. Math. You get, you get a math problem this week. Perf. Perf totes. <laughs> so we've been getting um, some pretty good feedback. Um, actually noticed that we have some people who are listening in Ghana. Okay. That's pretty um, cool. There's a couple in China, some in Spain, Germany. Um, and I don't. I don't think it's South America, but maybe. That's pretty cool. Look. Yeah, it's pretty dope. So, just uh, us two losers are able to reach <laughs> across the globe, um, Which and is definitely insane. across the country because there's um, way more people in the United States apparently that are more familiar with podcasts and stuff. I guess or whatever. So, yeah, but it's good. That's cool. Okay. Dude. Yeah, man. So it's um we're able to kind of get going what we're trying to do and it helps because uh you know yeah you know, whatever we're we're trying to reach people and that's what's that's what's happening that's and based on the uh downloads and stuff compared to what we're what I had previously with the old podcast it's significantly higher so that's pretty cool the sub- yeah the subject matter is a little different, um, which I think helps. And the reviews that I had previously was like, oh, it's just an angry white man, blah, 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 whatever. So <laughs> let's not uh, let's not get any of those. Apparently that's a thing. So hey poopers. Yep, the dog's over here trying to join the podcast, <clears throat> right? He's now. all up in the microphone. Yeah, he was like yeah. licking, trying to lick the pop screen. <laughs> so um, so we do have an agenda, shocker. Um, I'm not going to put it up on the thing because uh, I want to take a screen snip of the video and put it on the Instagram. Sweet. On the big gram. Um, Because before it wasn't letting me do it. It just had the little whiteboard thing that we were using. So (laughs) yeah, it just, that removed all video. I don't know why, but that's interesting. Yeah. So we're, um, yeah, we're just going to kind of do it this way. You have the notes in front of you and I have the notes over here so we can just go on with, with it. We can go with Let's it. Let's do this thing. Cool. So um, the first thing we have is like new pursuers, right? New pursuers of Jesus. What would be some of the first steps for you? Like, what do you, what would you say is like some of the first steps? You know, I think um, first steps really is uh, um, getting linked up with uh, like a way to, to understand the Bible. So you know, there's like a million and a half translations. So like if you just download the U version Bible app from the app yeah. store, like whatever interface you use um, and find a translation that you understand. So like the NLT um, is great to like put it kind of in more of a modern language. You can like go the message, which is obviously a paraphrase, but the dude um, that wrote the message Bible is like a Greek philosopher can open the scrolls and read, read the Greek. So like he under, he can encapsulates like the ideas and themes and puts them into modern languages is pretty cool take on it. But um, also getting 
I feel like you don't necessarily need to like die on what translation yeah, like, you know, when I first got saved, it was like, if you're not reading the new King James, you're like a heathen. I'm like, dude, there's so many more to like understand the Bible. So I feel like getting into something that you can um, understand your Bible is probably going to be the first thing. And then, um, you know, finding a good church, like a body of believers that uh, can stand by your side and get into community um, is a big deal. So I mean, kind of like I said, the prior podcast, like the lone gazelle is the one that gets eaten on, on discovery channel, right? Like yeah. that's just the way predators work. And the Bible describes the devil as, as a, cr- a cr- crouching at the door and his desire is to rule over you. It's talking about sin, right? It's seeking whom he can devour. Um, so really getting into a body and finding a church that, that fits where you're at, you know, um, with the beauty about, uh, about this faith walk is really it's evolutionary and it's like you know you go from just a a mere infant to you can you grow and you grow and you grow and and the the depth of scripture and the bible and and the body that you're with should be able to grow with you so you know for me like the first big thing is understanding uh, you know not just like reading the bible to to check off something on the list but like really understanding that God took, you know, the time to write a 66 book love letter to you, um, is really profound and getting into the, and getting into the pages. So finding a translation that works, getting into a church is really where I would tell anyone to start this whole journey of pursuit of Jesus. And then which, um, which version do you use usually? So the one that I kind of is my 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 ground marker for me is uh, the ESV. Um, it just it, you can kind of think of Bible translations as like almost like a linear plot map. So you've got one that's obviously all the way on the side, which is like the message Bible, which is absolutely paraphrased. And then you can go all the way to the other side, which is like a literal word for word translation as, as I mean, as close as you can get it in the English language. So like the, you know, new American standard um, ESV kind of falls more towards the right side, like the more literal, like this is the words that were translated and from, you know, the original, you know, text to English. So my standard I usually go to is ESV and then I bounce around um, in all of them. I mean, my wife says I have an addiction to owning Bibles, which I cannot confirm or deny that I own a lot of them. And I continue just to, to like, I buy them and then I stick them on the shelf. And, you know, I, I'm a huge proponent to um, having paper in front of me. You know, it's great to have the Bible app access, you know, accessible on your phone. Like you can hit on your lunch break or, you know, throughout the day, it'll even like pop up like verse of the day that you can like have, you know, ping, you know, ping on your phone. Um, but for me, I'm a, I'm a paper Bible guy. I like to highlight and underline. Um, my wife actually just stole one of my Bibles and commandeered it. Absolutely. And I realized like, yo, what do you do with my Bible? She's like, well, this one was like sitting over there. So I took it. So no, um, mm. she, she's a paper Bible girl too. So, um, ESV is my standard. Which one do you, what, what version do you usually use? Um, so, well, let me look, let me take a look here. I think I switched over to ESV, but I don't know. Yeah. 
So I switched over to ESV and the app. Yep. And then I have this one is this is the Every Man's Bible. That's cool. There's a lot of really good devotional Bibles too. So like study Bibles are rad. This one's NLT. NLT. Yeah, NLT is good, dude. Um, there's a lot of uh like the the Bible that I've got over yonder by the TV is a new American, new American standard, but it's like one of the, the thick bad boys. Yeah, there you go. Thick bad boys that has like, um, kind of like notes on the scriptures in it. So it's like a, kind of takes you on a different journey. It, it'll give you a little more historical context. It'll give you, you know, overarching ideas. It's pretty cool, man. So, um, I was trying to think of, um, the name of the Bible that uh, really kind of kickstarted the whole affinity for study Bibles was um, uh, the the dude that wrote it, his last name is Stanley, um, and it's uh, here. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up because I want to have some accurate information here. Um, yeah, I think the the main ones that I've heard are like the NLT, the ESV. Uh, New American Standard stuff like that. King James, obviously. I think there's just like minor differences, right? Like minor changes yeah, in like dude. translations. Like yeah, some say vow, some say you, some say correct. The one, you know, the one that like I was talking about is the Life Principles Bible by Charles Stanley. Um, but yeah, so a lot of it is um is like updated wording. Um, I mean without getting into like super Christian terminology, like exegesis and all these different things. So basically any sort of, you know, English Bible, you're really going to be already relying on someone else's translation of the text. Like I don't have met, I've never met anyone that can read Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic. Like yeah. you're autumn, you're, you're automatically relying on someone that's smarter than you to translate the Bible. So um, the different, translations kind of highlight different um, ways that you can translate particular words in the original text into English. So um, the different translations per se can just highlight different aspects of the word. So like in Hebrew, we have past, present, and future tenses in, in, in you know, in East American English, where like Hebrew, there's six tenses. There's not a way to capitalize on, you know, accurately without studying, you know, that's why they have like exhaustive concordances and things that are, you can really get into the depth of the original translations, like the meaning and uh, like of power. So like, for instance, when it's talking about the Holy Spirit will come upon you and give you the power to, you know, make this, you know, go and basically empowering the disciples um, mm -hmm. the word power is, you know, from the Greek, it's dunamis. It's the same word that you would derive the word dynamite. So dynamite power to go into the world and make disciples. So, um, you lose a little bit of the original context when you go into English, just based on the parameters of the language. So, right. um, that's why you can, I mean, I can say you can find one that you're a brand new Christian and you're getting into and you understand it. And if you're, uh, you know, a theologian and your whole life has been studying the Bible for 20 years, you can get down and dirty and 
all the original Greek and the Hebrew and all, I mean, you can get, you can get, you can go down some pretty cool rabbit holes even yeah. in your studying with all that. Yeah. I think our main pastor, um, he does like when he, when he does the sermons, he'll like go into what the specific words are, like That's what the cool, translations yep. are, how many times they show up in a specific area, what they mean. That's cool. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, so it's kind of cool. It helps kind of understand a lot. And I think because um, he's pulling directly from the Bible and not really yeah, interpreting much. He's just like, this is what it says. Yeah. So there which is even pretty cool, too. So like going back to the brand new people finding the right kind of church for them, you have topical preaching, which is like we're talking about this particular topic and here's the scriptures to back it up. And then um, I've been in churches where it's called expositorily teaching, which is verse by verse, line by line, going through the scriptures line at mm -hmm. a time and, and explaining what they mean, kind of like what, what you're talking about your pastor doing. So, yeah. um, I mean, just a little side note, cause my brain retains information. I think the longest expository teaching in the book of Romans took a pastor 22 years to get through the entire book, teaching expositorily out of Romans every Sunday. Whoa. Could you imagine that? Like, 22 years to get to the entire book. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, I think because um, we're on Philippians now. And they said it's going to take like 16 weeks. Yep. <laughs> yep. There's a lot to you unpack. Know? And then that's um, pretty cool. The uh, the Ch Pastor Chad that does the Take and Read podcast, they he started with the book of Mark. Um, Like a year and some change ago, and he's still in the book of Mark. Yep. So and I mean, just like. So like my men's Bible study that meets on Wednesdays, we've been in the book of Proverbs breaking up, you know, the 31 Proverbs, like half of them. It's like 15 verses one week, 15 verses the next. And, you know, if the Holy Spirit was really moving, we'll do it again. So, I mean, we've been in, I think we might just now be on Proverbs 30 and it's like a year and three months. And like, it's just, there's just so much knowledge and wisdom to come out of the, out of the scripture. So I mean, bro, it's just, it's just a never ending vastness of who, who God is and how it's just profound how that is, has come through in the word, right? It, you know, Hebrews talks about the, the word is living and powerful, sharper than any two edged sword, piercing, giving to the division of soul and spirit, joy and morrow. Like, dude, the, the word is profound. It's just amazing. I get all nerded yeah. out, dude, when you start talking about kind of stuff like that. <laughs> it's so <funny>. weird <laughs> well, so like the easiest thing um like for me right i uh i tried like i said this before i tried numerous times to try to go into like just start reading like from the beginning right so i started at genesis i'm like wow <laughs> this is pretty rough um yep. and i would not get very far and then i just kind of put it down which which sucks because like you know that's not what we're supposed to do but like it's not meant to like it's just not the easiest easiest read yeah you know what i yeah, mean no. so i think um like what that's why i had kind of reached out to you about it and was like where should i where should i start reading and like yep. recommended john mm -hmm. um which is like pretty easy like it's it basically is like explaining everything that happens you know from that perspective you know, with Jesus. And, um, I just think that that's a really good place to start actually, uh, either there, or, I mean, Matthew's pretty good. 
Matthew um, Spoiled. If you can get past the first, <laughs> the lineage. Yeah, like the first eighteen verses. <laughs> yeah. Other this than person that, begot pretty, this person. Yeah. So other than that, it's pretty good. And for like anyone who is just, you know, um, if you're like me, I'm not. I I can't really read for very long. Um, I can't read for like more than five ten minutes without getting you know, like tired or whatever. I just can't, I just can't do it anymore. So if you download like the U version Bible that Nate was talking about, there are audio versions yep. on there. Um, ESV, I think like the King James version. Yeah, ESV, King James, new King James. I mean, they're... I'm not sure NLT has one on there yet. Um, So most of them have an audio version. I think yeah, ESV, I be totally NIV, ASV, KJV, uh asb i already said that csb which is the christian standard bible the Douay reams schindler whatever other stuff good news translation yeah there are a lot a lot of them are you can just There's pop on and nlt um yeah i mean there's tons so that's beneficial um because for me i i just can't i it's just too hard for me to read and kind of like stick with it so like i will be able to listen to it and follow along either if i'm reading on the phone or if i open one of the bibles up and follow along in that it makes it way easier um yeah i agree one of the other things too is i don't know if we even talked about it but like the chosen yep you know um if you are on the fence about like trying to start this journey right if you're trying to like move forward and start pursuing jesus and you want to get more into the church and all this other kind of stuff but you just don't know where to start the really good place to start for me um is starting to watch the show yeah you know the show the chosen is like literally i mean it's the life of jesus basically it's the uh the new testament right it's the yep. new testament um i think there's going to be i think they said seven seasons of it they're on just finishing season three and if you're able to find it, it's on it's on prime for the first two seasons and then the but it's free no matter which way you look at it if you yeah. don't have amazon or whatever um you can still i'm pretty watch sure if you just go, yeah if you google the chosen it'll it'll come up on some sort of streaming yeah where you yeah can or like if you yeah you can download the angel studios app which is the production company that does it and it's that's free everything's on there for free that's awesome um, you can donate on there to make it to where it's free for everybody that's that's something that's that you cool. can do um i think i donate like 15 dollars a month or something like that and that's cool. it helps like 20 people see it or whatever it is. So um, I think really like, it is having a place where you can visualize it, like mm -hmm. seeing the scripture, like actually kind of a lot of times I would fall into like this, you know, you're reading and you're looking and you're reading and you kind of like lose sight that like these, these were actual people that like yeah. breathe and ate and slept and did the things that people do. And it's kind of cool to see um, like a show, like the chosen depict that, in like you know in real in real time in real life so i think that's always a uh, a benefit too is taking you know taking it to another level kind of being able to visualize it in your mind and having a production company like that put out such you know 
such really, I mean, it's great quality stuff. It's not like you're watching some, you know, like the first left behind series with Kurt Cameron in the early nineties where, you know, it's like some grainy, terrible video. Yeah. yeah no, it's like so. each episode is like $3 million. It's yeah, it's, dude. It's not it's cheap. Like, it's high production quality stuff. Like it's pretty legit. And that's why I liked it because it was, I mean, it's not like you said, it's not like the, you know, Jesus of Nazareth movie where it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's old school. You yeah. watch it every Christmas and like, uh, you know, it's just not good quality. This and nope. it actually like helps you understand specifically some of the stuff that Jesus did. It, it doesn't like go over all the tiny little things, but it pretty much explains it, like a lot of the story. It hits of the Jesus, overarching. Yeah. You know, um. And it's like, it's pretty significant, I think. And it really yep. is cool to me because um, I'm able to like see stuff that I read or listen yep. to whatever. Um, and, you know, and showing, you know, Andrew, my son, like this episode is pulled directly from here. Look, boom. And it was like, yeah, that's cool. I think the one episode that I showed him that was on. Um, the one with the it was the dude whose daughter had passed away. Oh yep. Um, oh, man. It, he was like a he was he was a he was a scribe, I believe, oh, for man. the Pharisees, and it was um, and even just like in the U version of the of the Bible, it shows like, like the heading on the top of the page, like what this passage is about. It'll say the specific story. And it was, um, the girl who passed away, who Jesus brought to brought back to life. And on the way to that, it was the woman who had bled for 12 years, who based on her faith alone, just by touching his garment, she was able to heal herself um, and those two sections of, I can't even remember. I think I'm pretty sure. I think it's Matthew. I'm sure it's in Matthew. Yeah. I think it's Matthew eight. Is that what it is? I think. Yeah. I mean, that's what I, yeah. So let's see. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't read fast. I'm kind of a, uh, my wife gets annoyed because I read slow, but I retain what I read for the most part. Let's see here. I could be totally misleading you right now, but. Yeah. So there's the paralytic. Jesus calls Matthew. Question about fast. So the question about fasting is also in that episode or the one before it, I believe. And the it's pretty funny because if you think about the way that he talks about it in the Bible, he's like um, the specific thing about the wineskins, right? That specific yeah. passage about the wineskins, he talks about it specifically in the series, in the show. There are and, so many, like you can unpack the wineskins oh, yeah. for so long. So it's uh, Matthew 9, 18 Ooh, okay. is a girl restored to life and a woman healed. So those yes. are two back to back. Um, like, And that's in the same episode, which is awesome. And it really kind of hits you too, because if you know the story or if you've read it, and the only reason I know I knew it is because... I went through Matthew after I went through John. Um, I think just because they're right next to each other, right? 
Yeah, wrong. so uh, the Matthew's the first of the Synoptic Gospels. It was Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Okay, yeah. So I just kind of picked Matthew to go because I was interested to see what that book said based on this chosen's portrayal of Matthew being the tax collector. Yeah. Um, which, you know, is pretty crazy. If you look at this, if you look at the series and you see like what kind of person he is, that kind of thing, um, it kind of explains a lot with yep. how much Jesus is saying, like, you know, you can follow me. You don't have to be perfect in any way. And the tax collectors were like the most hated people at the time. Yeah, dude. Um, so <laughs> it was pretty basically pretty in the same, yeah. in the same category as, as prostitutes and mm -hmm. drunk. I mean, dude, they were like the last rung. I mean, basically, you know, he's a Jewish dude that was working for the, you know, government that was yeah, the basically the, yeah, the Roman government who was oppressing the Jewish people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you voluntarily become a person that is, you know, taking money from your own people. So yeah, you're on the lowest rung in, in Jewish society if you were a tax collector. Yeah. And so, and if anyone, like I said, if anyone is like really trying to get into it and they just can't really find a way to do it, I think probably the hardest place is to find like what kind of church to go to. Yeah. Um, I would say maybe, what, what would you say? Like maybe have contact somebody that you know, who you're friends with, who may go to church, you know, if yeah. they don't go regularly, if they have a church they go to at all. I mean, um, really, I, guess... I mean, it, it's almost like, I mean, word of mouth is really good finding someone. Um, I mean, even like around here, I just saw, a lady on Awatuki 4 and 1, there's like a Facebook group for the community we live in. That's like, hey, recommending a church doesn't have to be in Awatuki. Um, that could be a good place too, like crowdsourcing your information and just kind of mm -hmm. compiling a list. I mean, your your spirit's going to know that you're supposed to be there. Um, I mean, even just describe like you're getting to ECC. Like, what did you feel when you first walked in the door? And you you remember. I remember. You remember the churchy, churchy poo. Dang, I got you, bruh. I got you. I got you, my guy. Yeah, no, like, I mean, for me, um, honestly, it was like, I, I'm just going to go. Because uh, I already knew, like, I wanted to just kind of go to a non-denominational. I didn't, I didn't really know what it was, but I figured, yeah. like, we'll check it out. And I checked out the website, and I was like, this is cool. Um, and then it really kind of, I kind of, I don't know if I told you this, but it really kind of hit home because the they don't usually the campus pastors don't usually do the sermons for the day. It's usually yeah. the main campus, the main pastor from the campus and they stream it, which kind of sucks, but it's not like the campus pastor just sits the entire time. Yeah. He like he greets us when we come in, he says, what's up? Like during worship, he'll come up and kind of talk. He does communion. Mm -hmm. um, and then he'll come up and say some stuff. And then at the end, he'll say some additional stuff. So the majority of it is with him and our worship team and then the main pastor at the other campus, his sermons usually like 20, 30 minutes or something like that. So we have like an hour, hour and 15 minutes of everything. And then 20, 30 minutes of the main pastor. And then our campus pastor kind of covers everything else. So yeah. what was cool is that when we decided to go, the initial, like the first time we went, our pastor, our campus pastor was given the sermon and oh, that's cool. because our, the, the main guy was in like Africa, something doing a mission yeah. 
or whatever. Um, so that was cool. And the reason why I was, why it's even more neat is because my son's like super obsessed with mountain biking and whatnot. And during the sermon, the pastor was talking about him mountain biking. Oh, immediate. Yep. Dude. And it's like, and I was kind of like shocked because like, yep. so, and this is just like me looking at it as being like, not necessarily a sign, but just kind of like, this is, I mean, he's talking to me. You yep. know what I mean? That's cool. You know, the pastor doesn't usually give the sermon and he was that day. God knew what um, he was doing. Yep. Andrew was like obsessed with mountain biking and the pastor kind of drew him in. As soon as he said something about mountain biking, he was like, Whoa, <laughs> this dude's real. <laughs> I'm like, you know, and it, it, at that point it was kind of no, a no brainer. You know, it was just, that yeah. was just kind of it. And then when I met with him afterwards, um, a couple of days later, I think it was like Tuesday or Wednesday. I told him like, dude, you don't even understand because this is what happened. This is what we were thinking about doing. And then as soon as we showed up and I was like, normally we were asked like um, if they just live stream the sermon or whatever. And he's like, usually we do, but this, this, and this. And I was like, so you're telling me that this is the one day out of however many weeks that you decide that you're going <laughs> to do the sermon. And you just so happen to be mentioning about mountain biking. And he's done a few sermons since then and never brought up mountain biking. Yep. Again. Yeah. God, you know? never, man. So it's just like, I mean, it just seems it's not crazy. It's just, I mean, it's it just God, is dude. what it is. Like, it's just yep. kind of, you know, um, and like my buddy that we were talking about the other day, he's kind of in the same thing. And he was, uh, I can't remember exactly what he was saying. Oh, I told you, I think. Cause his buddy, um, that lives there is big in the church on the safety team. And mm -hmm. he was like, you guys are, he's like, you were talking about contacting someone and like trying to help guide into the process. And you guys are like doing that for me. That's and awesome. I'm like, and I'm not even, you know, I'm not even like a expert or whatever, you know, it's just like, it's the willingness, bro. Yeah. Your heart yeah. for people is, is awesome. Like, I mean, God's done it forever. Use the, the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, right? Like it's just a willing person. Like, look at who Jesus chose, like the 12. Right. It's not like he, went to the the highest level of learning and chose the, you know, the, the most eloquent, like, I mean, dude, just study any of the, like the gospels. He chose a bunch of, a bunch of dudes that were just willing. Yep. So it really the willing, the, I mean, God can use anyone and he does use anyone, um, but just the willingness is it. So like, you're just like, yo, let's just do this thing. Like let's, let's make a podcast. I'm like, sure, let's go for it. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, Let's and like the, and thinking about like back to Jesus, right? Because he invited Nicodemus to follow him. Yep. You know, and he didn't. So, and he's like, you know, so high up in, in the synagogue yep. or whatever they yep. called the whatever it was, and he would have been able to do a lot, and he would have been able to kind of you know, know exactly what's going on and like all yep. this other stuff, but he decided not to. Um, I don't know mm -hmm. if it says it. I don't know if they talk about it in the Bible specifically, but in the show anyways, he gives them like a bag of gold or something like yeah. that. Right. So I don't know if that happens in, in the book, but um, it's, I mean, he went for it and he kind of, 
like Jesus asked him to come and he showed up, but he, but he was like heartbroken in the show. Like he was at a point where he, he knew that he should, but because of the situation and X, Y, and Z circumstances, he wasn't able to do it or he decided not to do it, whatever, whatever the case may be. But it doesn't mean that he wasn't a believer, right? He was, he was profoundly caught up in who Jesus was. He believed it pretty much right away. He wasn't like, the other Pharisees who were trying to, you know, discount Jesus being a false prophet and, you know, all this other stuff and false healings. And basically, I mean, they even called him a demon and it was like, or he's mm -hmm. possessed by demons. And I'm like, dude, like these, they're so, they were so anti belief with regards to him and what he was saying. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were able to kind of say, such a negative thing about him and be okay with it yeah dude like because like their idea of like the you know the christ coming the messiah was this figure that was going to overthrow the roman rule and reestablish god's yeah. kingdom on earth and you know they were so affixed to this idea that their knowledge like blinded them of how things should be and their opinion and understanding like blinded them to the to, to the messiah on earth i mean yeah so like i mean yeah so nicodemus right he goes rabbi rabbi he's like uh you know we come to know from god for no one can do these signs unless god is with him and he said truly truly i say to you unless you know one is born he cannot see the kingdom of god nicodemus said how can a man be born when he's old so like he's trying to use logic versus yeah. this uh, this this you know faith that's inside so you know it's mind blowing that Jesus meets you where you're at, dude. Like, yeah, it, it's, and sometimes it's just to have faith that he can, and then God will show up. You know, it, it's faith is the, is the, the catalyst for, for these things, man. You know, it's sure. just amazing. Yeah. Cool. All right. So we are at the break time. We got like a minute left so we will cut it off and go on break and then come right back and let's do it keep it rolling rolling, rolling. <laughs> all right we'll see you guys in a second Just Be Or is a local Phoenix, Arizona family business that offers three services. Be Organized is our personal organization service. We will organize and declutter projects in your home or offices. Be Hauled is our junk and debris removal services. We haul away unwanted junk, yard debris, and furniture. And Be Restored Designs is our furniture restoring service. We restore and customize your older wooden pieces, breathing life back into them. We would love to give you a helping hand. For more information or to get a free quote, find us on Facebook or Instagram. Links will be included in the description below. Or you can shoot us an email at just.b.ohr516 at gmail.com. All righty, Roo, everybody. Hey, yo, welcome We're back. back. Welcome, welcome. Um, so I don't even remember what we were just talking about. Yeah, yeah we're so talking a, a lot about... Uh, oh, we're talking about Nicodemus, you know, right? 
Yeah, Nicodemus. And then, you know, right before that, we're talking about like next steps, first steps and this whole pursuing thing. And I just want to touch on something real quick that uh, I kind of made a note that I wanted to, you know, talk about finding the right church uh, yeah. for those that are, you know, coming around. There's a difference between attending a church and then being a part of a church, right? Yeah. Um, you want to be a part of a church that the people are doing life with you. So they know your name. They know your kids' names. They know how old you are, your wife's name. That's mm -hmm. the kind of relationship you want. Um, and that's really the kind of community you want. Because I've been a part of a church for a long time, a long, 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 long time that uh, I didn't make a single like male influence mentor relationship. And I was there for like 15 years. Um, where like now I just like, you know, message one of my mentors today. Like he's like reaching out, Hey dude, how you doing? Like, that's the kind of relationship you want to, you want to find when you're looking for a church, um, is really find a place that people are willing to invest in relationship, right? Cause relationship takes effort on both sides. It's not just, you know, a one-sided thing, like doing life with someone involves doing life with them. So getting in a small group, um, some churches are really big, but do an excellent job in, in facilitating like small groups or life groups or community groups or whatever they want to call it, whatever their branding is, but really getting in relationship with people that are going to hold you accountable, mm -hmm. going to notice when you're not there that are going to be willing to get in the, get in the muck and the mire with you to, to walk life with you. Cause life can be, can be messy as you know, I know, oh, um, yeah. Anyone who says their life is perfect, I'm going to say you're lying and you should probably start reading your Bible some more because um, <laughs> liars, liars are bad. Um, but dude, I, that's, that would be my encouragement for, for the listeners that uh, are kind of on the fence or really trying to find a new place to, to call home and set down roots. Um, yeah. It can be, it can be a little scary at first walking into a place you've never, never been in, don't know anybody, um, but your, your soul is going to know where you're supposed to be. And then find a group within that group of people to to be vulnerable with, to do life with, and to get, and you know set your own preconceived notions on how things are supposed to be aside, right. and just just be there and let God do what He's going to do. Yeah, and um, on top of that, actually, our pastor just brought it up last week, within the last couple of weeks, whatever. That um. There's no requirement for membership, but if he could put a requirement, our campus pastor, if he could put a requirement on membership, he would make it mandatory that's, that everybody participates in a life group. Yep. And, um, or something, you know, yep. uh, like I just do the core 52 thing, which isn't, I mean, it's just, it's not that big of a deal. It's mm -hmm. just kind of trying to learn a little bit more about the Bible and stuff like that. Um, and that's with the pastor and some other people who show up. So it's nothing super crazy. It's not like a specific men's group. Um, I haven't joined those yet, but it's going to probably happen. Yep. Once, uh, another one gets formed and I can put it in my schedule, but with, <clears throat> this kind of sounds, it may not be like weird or whatever, but whenever, I decided to start going and whenever we decided to start going, the really only real one who was a little, you know, kind of intimidated by it or whatever was, was our son. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just because he was a little kind of concerned. He wasn't knowing, he didn't really know what to expect because the only other church yeah. he's ever attended was Catholic mass, which is completely different. <laughs> it's a totally different um, beast. 
So I think uh, that change kind of benefited him yeah. a little bit. He's, How's he uh, adjusting to it now? He likes it. Um, I mean, when when the pastor starts doing the sermon, he can get, he can get a little uh, tired. Yeah, <laughs> he gets a little yeah. zony. He zones out <laughs> a little bit. Um, but that's you know it's fine. It's whatever. I'm not. Are they gonna? Concerned. Do they have like a kids thing that meets on Sunday morning, or is that it's like in the in the process of? Yeah, they do. Built they up. do have the kids classes, but he doesn't want to do that. He wants to hang out with us. Right on, dude. I that was like a big thing too. Where we're at now is um is the kids program. They mm-hmm. do. They're awesome. Like I we get in the like the lobby, and if it's like too early to get checked in, they're like pissed off that they can't go back to the kids class yet yeah they're like well what do you mean i'm like dude they're not taking kids right now well what do you mean it's like they think they own it and i was like you know just on sunday we had all three in there and like they have like a check-in which you know i'm cool with is like a you check them in it prints like their name and then on the bottom of their tag it's got like a, a three-digit code yeah that like you if they don't i mean you're supposed to show you like the parent side tag so you can get your kid out to minimize you know losing children which is frowned upon uh in any circumstance just a little bit yeah um so yeah i just i handed amanda the tag and i'm just like yeah they know us and our kids run amok here but if they ask for the tag like here you go our kids literally think they own the church like you know we go in the worship's on like liam will run into the little salon will run into the sanctuary and you know put his hand up and worship and you know it's just that's just how they roll they've grown up in church but they've really grown to a new level like even in like the pre-k school like classroom they're learning about jesus and like how rad that is man like i grew up with my mom had faith in jesus but like we never went to church like yeah i didn't know who god was i thought god was some like figure in the sky that was like at any moment could just like squish you and like you know i had no idea but uh it was pretty pretty cool that the kids are like taking off and and learning about uh I mean, even like they're earning money in with chores now, we're going to teach them how to tithe. Like every mm-hmm. dollar you get 10%, like, you know, instilling godly principles in them, dude. And it's all coming from what we're teaching at home is being reinforced at the kids classes, at, you know? So if you got kids, check, vet the, vet the, the kids programs, man. Like just mm-hmm. don't willy nilly just, ex- I'm a huge proponent to asking why and vetting and like, you know, I'm going to observe, I'm going to look, I'm going to sit down with the people. I'm going to interrogate people. I'm just going to kind of be a little extra with that kind of stuff. And, you know, I sat down with the kids pastor who's now like the lead of my, you know, he's the head of, you know, it's basically you've got pastor Preston, who's like the, the director, the, the pastor of the kids ministries. And they've got, you know, uh, like a high school director, a high school, middle school director, and then a kid's director. And I've yeah. like talked to all of them and like, I vetted them all, but yeah, they're, they're awesome, man. So finding a place where your kids can can follow suit in your footsteps in a place that's like geared towards their level of learning. Yeah. And um, so with us, it's for his for Andrew's current age, it's uh, the more it's like during the service. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for sixth grade and up, they have in the on when I think it's Wednesday evenings, I think it's the cool. kids their own little kids youth stuff. Group. Yeah. So, um, and then they just did a trip up North, like, um, it's like a two hour trip up North to, they did like a, I don't know, it's like three or four days or whatever. Oh, that's cool. Um, 
And when I told him, because like it's called, it's McCall, the area, the town is called McCall. It's, uh, there's a couple ski resorts up there. And um, it's like in, in the wilderness ish. Yeah. You know, like it's just out of, because Boise is not a big city, but mm-hmm. I mean, you're out of the city here in five minute, 10 minute drive, depending yeah. on which direction you're going. Um, but this place is like, it's, up there i mean we're up there like there's a lake and you see wildlife and all this other stuff that's cool they posted on the kids uh, the students instagram page like uh, like they're like worshiping like all this crazy stuff and like they're all like jumping and dancing and you know that kind of thing and i showed him that and he was like oh and i'm like what i was like you didn't want to do the kids classes so you there's no way you would have known about this ecc students trip like what do you think so yep you know um but i think he's gonna try to get he's gonna get more into it and i don't know if i told you i got him this hoodie that says like trust god and chill yeah that's sick <laughs> no so, you but he didn't want to wear it to school because he was worried that anybody was going to judge him mm, yep and i'm he's, like yeah he's i'm yeah, like but why why worry about that now you know like i mean me yeah um like it, it's not it's not bad. It's not a bad thing. It's not like you're yeah. wearing some like I don't <laughs> yeah. know, something else that's controversial. I mean, yeah. I guess Christianity technically is controversial nowadays, which is ridiculous. Which is but, insane, yeah. Um I I told him I'm like, dude, I was like there's nothing uh, for, well, I told him essentially that nobody could judge you but God. Yep. And that's not something you should be worried about and he wore it to school the next day. And yeah. uh, so that was, that was good. That's and cool. then he wears it, to, he wore it to church on Sunday and the pastor saw it and he's all like, Oh, that's dope. <laughs> you know, he was all like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, like, that's right. I'm cool. Yeah. That's cool. So though. it was, yeah. It was get cool him linked up with a student it. program would be sweet, bro. Like some of the coolest times ever watching God move was as a leader at a youth event like that, like a youth camp yeah. where they take the students up North, like away from, the the bubble they live in every day and i mean dude like watching like tangibly the holy spirit sweep over a room full of you know 300 kids is just you can't put a price tag on that dude it's pretty rad yeah sounds dope would you would you say if any going to the next bullet here um What are the hard, are there any hard parts? What are they about going to church? I mean, starting, probably, probably starting. I mean, I really just... is, it was kind of weird going into a place um, that you don't really know. Like you don't yeah. know anyone, you don't know what to expect. Like you don't know if they're like a bunch of weirdos who, you know, are, are like a bunch of weirdos who are like picking up snakes, that, you know, some weirdness or like. <laughs> you know, it's just, you're walking into the unknown. So I feel like when I first started coming, like my story is a little bit different. Cause like I was, I was so far against God overdosed, came to the realization that heaven is real. God is real. The, you know, angels and demons, all that is real deal stuff. Mm-hmm. And then like, okay, now what is this church thing? So like, I figured out who Jesus was before I even figured out what the church was. So like coming into a place where like, I don't know. It kind of felt like everyone, I mean, everyone like knew me at the church that we had attended. So like I was on like the, you know, the, 
you would write a prayer request in and put it in the little bucket and the prayer team would pray for you for 30 days. And at the 30 day mark, they, you know, start over. And it's like, my name was in the revolving prayer circle. Cause I was like, just that jacked up and running away from everything that like had responsibility and accountability. And um, so everyone knew me. So I kind of felt like everybody was watching me, like just right. kind of waiting for me to like to drop the bottom out. Yeah. So, but then, you know, a few years back, I set my life on fire. Long story short, as I, you know, came back to the fundamentals of who Jesus was and what grace really means and repentance is repentance and forgiveness is forgiveness and really finding a new church. And, um, it was kind of, it was a little nerve wracking walking in to a place that I didn't know, but also, you know, being vulnerable was something I had never done before. Like I, I'm really good at like keeping people in letting me in just far enough for me to get by, like not really offering all I am in relationship with people. Very good at having a bunch of acquaintances, but my sphere of people is very small that are, you know, in, in my inner circle. But, you know, so being vulnerable was really uncomfortable at the church I'm at now. And I mean, I sat down with the lead pastor, like, you know, four or five weeks in and here's my whole mess. I respect like, I respect your decision. If you don't want to handle this, I understand like no hard feelings. And he just kind of sat back and I'm like bawling at Starbucks. And, um, he just kind of sat back and adjusted his hat a little bit and goes, I don't know what this means, but I'm just going to walk with you to the cross. And, um, dude, I just broke down. Like, holy crap, like real grace exists in people because the work Jesus has done in them. Mm -hmm. And it was like really set a precedence of, you know, being vulnerable to the people that God puts in my life as mentors and, you know, life groups and being honest and, you know, allowing the walls to come down a little bit. So, you know, the hard part for me in that whole season was like being okay with people seeing the jacked up Nate, not this. I mean, I think even in the church culture in general, at least that I was, I had grown up in was you, you, you only took your problems above you. You don't talk about your problems to your peers. Like you put yourself together because you're a representative of the church. You represent the ministry and you really couldn't be messed up. You couldn't have problems on the outside. So like, really that was kind of unnerving. Like this church is like, come as you are, man, this is, what better place than to be in than with a bunch of other jacked up people that are in this going through the same stuff you are further yeah. along in the process that you've been in. And, you know, let's walk to the cross together, man. Like I want to shoulder your load, carry some of mine, dude, let's go, let's go in unity to, to the cross. So, um, that was probably the hardest part for me. What about you? Yeah. You I just think, getting in there. Yeah. I think just, um, the only real thing is just like me being a, a, in situations where like I don't know a lot of people and there's a lot of people around me kind of thing, yeah. right? Not super and that's normal for me no matter what. Um but I think that was it was that was a thing but it was very small because Normally for me to have that sort of feeling, it's like I'm at like a concert or yeah. something like that. Like nothing like PTSD, whatever, like none of that, mm -hmm. none of that stuff kind of in that realm, but just more of like situationally aware type thing. Yeah. 
um, which wasn't as applicable going to church for the first, you know, time stuff. I think the biggest thing for me, as far as uh, comfortability goes is, uh, was, is like the worship thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and when I'm talking about worship for anyone who doesn't know, it's like, you know, you go in and like, it's, there's a band and, you know, they're singing, you know, Christian music. Uh, normally it's like just another song from a normal Christian artist that they'll sing at the church and, you know, go from there, which I didn't know. Um, yeah. so that, I think that was kind of like the only real thing that's remotely uncomfortable for me was that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's not even really a thing anymore just because like now, like I was even yesterday looking on iTunes or on Apple music, trying to like, I'm like, well, how did that song go? And I'll like search the lyrics and then I'll <laughs> download it to a playlist. And so like now I, ha I mean, there's only like six songs on there. I'm sure there's more. Yeah that they yep. sing but um trying to like just trying to remember what they were so that i know the words so that i can sing them um when i go there just because like you know i don't really it, it's not like i don't care anymore right yeah. it's not like some i'm not like embarrassed uh you know whatever and the pastor even told me before he was like men are usually the ones that take the longest to sing for worship and stuff which is yep understandable i guess um but that that was really it uh you know and it's not like, you know, I think the biggest thing is that people will make excuses to not go uh, to church. And like our, our campus only has one service, right? It's only one service because it's still fairly new. Mm -hmm. um, but it's only like, it's only an hour. Yeah. You know, it's not inconvenient. You don't have yeah. to like wear a suit. <laughs> yeah. Dudes go in there wearing hats and yeah hoodies and stuff like that i try not to do that but i definitely i definitely don't wear a hat um yeah i wear a hat like all the time <laughs> so but like that's just for me <laughs> like i figure like if i'm gonna go to church i'm gonna like do something yeah so you know i'll usually will wear like a flannel and jeans and stuff like yeah. that right and yeah my son will wear hoodie and jeans and his hat and then he'll take his hat off when he gets inside you know yeah and then aaron will wear like she'll she likes to get a little dressy but she'll still wear jeans and like some boot things or <laughs> whatever the, solo boots some girl stuff like you know <laughs> and uh she'll like she likes to, she'll get done up a little bit you know nothing yep. she won't look like she's in like when she works she won't look like that yeah <laughs> People will say something for sure. Like, I'm a pants lady. Get, get with yeah. it. So, uh, yeah, and, that, and that's really it. And if you're like, if that's a reason why someone is not going to church because they don't want to like get all dressed up or whatever, then find a church that specifically says come as you are. I think that says it yep. on our church's website. Mm -hmm. There's no dress code. Yep. Um. Because... You know, like it doesn't matter. <laughs> you showing up to church matters. Yeah, that's what you know. It's it's inconsequential. You know what I mean? Yep. Like one hundred percent. Like I saw a dude wearing a jujitsu shirt from one of the other jujitsu academies, and then I was like, oh. And then I never saw him again. So either he, <laughs> like, I just probably don't remember what he looks like, or <laughs> he sits in a different spot now or something. But I was like, gonna talk to him, and then like he was gone. So whatever. I mean, yeah, there was some nothing crazy. 
one of the guy that I'm actually working for with the nonprofit, that was like our first interaction communicating is I had like a King shirt on and he mm-hmm. was like, Oh, you train jujitsu. And they used to have a program like called uh, Jesus and jujitsu and like how the spiritual principles apply and are illustrated through jujitsu, like mm-hmm. discipline and um, hard work and, and, you know, re, you know, being comfortable under pressure and all these different things. And I mean, really teaching jujitsu, but also the spiritual principles behind it. So He's like, yeah, dude, come check it out. We meet here on this day at this time. And, you know, I never got around to, to going to the church to do that with him. But like now I'm working with him full time. We got like big old Dolomer mats that are just rolled up in his like storage shed out in Queen Creek. Like, I mean, it's just has really knit that together. But, you know, it really I just came to church and like, I don't know, and they might be considered short shorts. I mean, not, you know, Daisy Dukes, but you know, coming in and just strolling in with some flip-flops in the middle of summer and a King shirt. Like, you know, that's just is what it is, dude. So like, I think even just kind of showing up as you are really kind of cultivates even the door for relationship. Like you're talking about, like, had you talked to that dude, common bond jujitsu, like right there, mm-hmm. you've already got another friend and face in the crowd that you can like, you'd be looking for and establishing that group of people, man, is, is really just comes with time and longevity of, you know, attending a service and, you know, getting to know the people that are coming and going and, you know, I mean, it's really rad in that whole thing. So did, has the safety, when you first got there, was the safety team already established at ECC or are you in the process of establishing um, the safety team? There is, there is one already established. It's just, uh, just a couple guys though. Yeah. So they're, they're the safety team for every service. Like it's not a big deal because there's only one service a day, but yeah. If it gets to the point where there's multiple, then they may be a little pressed for yeah. their time. But yeah, I think um, that's going to be a pretty good situation going on. I don't know how long it's going to take for them to get it set up, but I assume that it's not an easy process, especially with a new campus and there's all these moving parts and you know, whatever. And then we got to worry about the pastor's got like 80 different things he's dealing with, you know, he's trying to yep. get just a normal consistent thing going on. And I don't know how long that takes, but so that's, that's what I'm waiting for right now is for him to shoot my information over to the safety team, dude, and then start all that paperwork and yeah. Paperwork, background whatever. check, all that. Yeah. What all that, all that craziness. Yeah. So, I mean, it was like, it took like a month and a half, I think to get all my paperwork approved and the whole process, like we do the same kind of thing. So it's a pretty extensive application that you fill out and mm-hmm. then you sign a waiver that releases you to be background checked. Then once the background check comes back clear, then the safety team council kind of meets together pros, cons, you know, I think there's a good fit, not a good fit. So mm. there's like three or four phases that goes through before we just turn over the responsibility of, of keeping God's house safe. So I mean, I mean, kind of goes right into the next point, right? Like when you're on a safety team and you're establishing a service, are you going to be carrying? Well, if you, I mean, so I don't know what it is for you guys, but here uh, you have to qualify. I assume you guys have to do that too. So yeah. So proficiency. Yeah. um, I do have a buddy of mine who actually is part of a safety team down there. I don't know what church he goes to, Mm -hmm. um, but he's a competitive shooter actually. Um, and the church he goes to, they require the safety team to have an armed guard card. Okay. Like armed security. Yep. Um, so like a $75 certificate. That's, I mean, that's cool. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm a armed guard instructor for Arizona. So I was, I don't know if it's still valid. So I don't know, (laughs) but, um, but that's just one part of it, you know, like just being able to carry is like, it is what it is. It's, it's whatever, you know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't necessarily have to be on the safety team to be able to carry in church. It just is kind of, yeah. You know, I don't usually carry in church. I haven't. Um, but I'm shocked by that a little bit. I'm not like opposed to it. Yeah. You know, um, well, what's way that decision is just the kind of respect thing. Like, yeah, you know, I just, I just, I just haven't, Mm -hmm. um, I probably should, but we're in an area. I mean, so being at the church here is a lot different than Awatuki, right? Like, when I was there, Aotuki was kind of like kind of dwindling a little bit, like not, you know, mm, kind of some spots are a little iffy. You know, yep. my in-laws got my father-in-law got his golf club stolen out of the backseat of his truck in their driveway. Yep. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, just kind of like not what it used to be, really. Yep. So I think maybe if I was there, it would be a different story. But where I'm at yep. here, it's like. I mean, it's a different world. Yeah, it's a different world. Like uh, next to the church on both sides are fields for crops. <laughs> so it's a uh, it's a different uh, different situation for sure. So yeah, I feel like I mean, so even like so we have kind of rotations with our safety team. So like my Sunday is the fourth Sunday of every month. Uh, my Sunday is all three services. We have three services on Sunday. Um, and we're branching out trying to cultivate a safety team for like our messianic service that meets on Saturday. I've walked through with an, one of their dudes to try to cultivate that within their congregation as well. Um, just guys, the messianic that, Jews. Yeah. Okay. So we have uh, Beth Emanuel, uh, who meets Saturday. So it's, they're all, you know, Jewish believers of Jesus mm-hmm. and their pastor is pastor, uh, Israel, Israel Nelson. And the dude is insanely smart with cultural historical and like literal like like knowledge of the scriptures dude it's insane so when he gets he'll he'll speak on like a main service sundays and dude just blows my mind like it's so lofty the way this dude thinks about theological stuff dude i'm just like I can't, I can't get enough. I'm like taking notes and writing down. And like, sometimes it's like so lofty, man. Just like, yeah, he lost me. Like it's <laughs> top tier. Like, yeah, you just have to explain to me what he's, this guy was saying, but I'm um, just amazing. So I want his congregation to kind of have the same sort of established team um, to keep them, you know, at least one or two dudes. Cause they only have one service, you know, when he, so this whole rotational thing, I mean, I tell my safety team, even when you're not scheduled on safety, like you're still a safety team member. You shouldn't, I mean, no one should be just setting aside situational awareness ever. Like you should always be observing, being watchful, mindful. Um, but I mean, I tell them even when it's not your Sunday, come prepared to be on safety team. Like as you're attending your service time, like whatever with your family, be looking, be, you yeah. know, noticing. So, you know, it's like for us, like I, I want to really un- get them to understand that the, uh, um, um, their responsibility to the 
to the congregation isn't just service specific. It really should be, we want dudes who find an embodiment of um, who like their, uh, their protector heart and what God's called them to do for the congregation all the time. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. So do you, uh, do you like bring like a bag or. So for me, um, we have an established like, um, like med kit area that's totally, you know, stocked out. I want to do some, you know, trauma and first aid training with our safety team. So there's not just one dude that knows what's going on, but we're all kind of got a a working knowledge of what's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, I carry on my person. Like I've got, you know, I carry my, my firearm and an extra magazine. Uh, We have walkie talkies that we talk to back and forth. So there's usually the dude in the lobby. There's one in the, in the sanctuary in all reality. I would want another one to be kind of stationed outside of where the kids are and I'll be communicating with, you know, via radio, like push to talk in ears and um, that kind of stuff. But yeah, for me, I carry everything that I need like on person for the most part. I don't necessarily bring a bag because it's just one more thing. I have to worry about where the placement of it is. Amanda will carry some more. So like if I know we're, you know, running, um, I'm running safety, I'll put like some of the stuff that I'll need, like whether I bring a first aid kit or whatever, I'll throw it in her bag. I'm just cause she carries her bag all the time. So you know, for me, it's usually just on person is what I bring every Sunday. Word. That makes sense. Um, yeah, and I think we have, I can't remember what the connection center, I think is what they call it. It's like got the first aid bag, the mm-hmm. AD. Yep. Um, and like the walkie recharging station type thing yep. is all is all in that spot. So that's all there. Um, and then they also use that. That's also, that's, I don't know if it's manned during the service or not. I, maybe not. Um, mm-hmm. but we do, I guess there is a, there are nurses. I don't know if I told you this. Mm-mm. There are nurses at the, in the service who, I guess when they come in, they give them a pager or something, something like that. So if there's something that does happen, they'll hit them up and, oh, that's cool. And then they'll, huh. Yeah. So on top of that, the goal, one of the, actually the head of the security team or the safety ministry, whatever you Mm -hmm. want to call it, um, him and his wife run a CPR business. Like they teach CPR AEDs type stuff. So, which is, I mean, that if, I don't know if you have trained with it at all, but it's, it's easy. Like there's the AED is like, stick here stick here press a button and it just sends it and it because it won't do anything if it's not needed right so it'll check the pulse if there's a pulse it'll not do anything um Mm -hmm. if there's no pulse it'll say like start cpr start cpr and then i don't know if it's changed but last time i was cpr certified it was like if you're doing it by yourself it's like 30 and two Mm -hmm. and if you're doing it with someone it's like 15 and one who's doing compressions and someone's doing the breath and kids it's a little different but for adults yeah. it's pretty much the gist and you know yeah, bleeding and whatever is a different story but as far as like what i was talking about as far as bags go mm-hmm. like i have i have a like a one of those little let me grab it hold on
So I have like this. Okay. Like a little mini assault pack. But I also have um so the pack the bag that I use for when I travel for work and stuff has a soft plate in it. That's cool. So it's like three or three alpha, nothing super crazy, but beneficial. Mm -hmm. Uh so I bring that with me when I travel just because it's in my bag and yeah, why not? Just to have it, you know, and that's cool. Usually we'll I'll get a little so like last year we have a thing called Night of Hope. Um that really shines a light on like sex trafficking in Arizona. Yeah. And now that the Super Bowl is going to be here in Phoenix or in Glendale this this year, we're making a huge push. So last year was at one of the local like bigger churches and we were running point on security. So um at that point when we're running security, we reach out to other security teams in the valley and compile a pretty um extensive like list of who's serving and a lot of them have like you know you know prior military law enforcement yeah. kind of stuff um but they'll i mean i'll bring my carrier and leave it in the car park my car close to an exit where i know exactly where the carrier's at yeah um, long gun in the vehicle too or long gun in a safe location at you mm -hmm. know in the church and we had it one year it was in a downtown uh downtown chandler and there's a parking garage that overlooks the field that it was in it was totally like is super exposed. Like it kind of made my skin crawl how exposed it was. Um, but we had overwatch to do the long gun glassing. Oh, nice. You know, this, the, you know, the whole, I mean, and calling out on the radio, Hey, this person's out of place here. And like had enough people to kind of mitigate a lot of that. Um, but that we elevate some of that stuff as far as you know, armor and going and all that kind of stuff is, you know, based on the event, typically on a Sunday, we don't, I don't have I don't worry about any of the plate carriers or anything like that. I kind of want a bag with a soft plate now that I have to tell Amanda about that. Birthday's coming up. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so we got like a minute left. Are we gonna we wanna keep going? Dude, you know what, bro? Let's let's just end it, bro, and keep this thing rolling so it's not a crazy four hour podcast because that's how this thing could go. Because we're just talking, my friend. Yeah. All right. So we got one minute left. So let's do it. You want to hit it? Let's do it. First, follow us uh, on all the, you know, Instagram, all that good stuff. Email us, God, Guns, and A&D, familypodcast at Gmail. Um, hit us up, send us anything. But yeah, let's do this thing. Jesus, we just thank you for who you are. We honor you. We submit to you. Say, Jesus, have your way in us and in, and in your word in us. And help us to be a light to the people who have yet to meet you and are sitting on the fence. Let us encourage, uplift, and uh, grow our brothers and sisters in Christ. And we surrender to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Right, Catch bro. you in a little bit. Hey, everyone. Thank you again for listening this far. If you did, uh, if you didn't, then obviously you won't hear this part from me and Nate. We really want to thank you for listening and for being part of this experience. We truly believe that uh, everyone is going to have their own path to Jesus, but we want to help uh, if you're on the fence or whatever, you don't know where to start. That is, that's what our goal is. We want to make sure that you know 
Jesus wants you to pursue him. And we, we, we are willing to help. So if you have any questions and you just have no idea where to go, what to, where to start, please reach out to us at the God guns and family podcast at gmail.com email address. And we will do what we can to help you out. Thank you everyone for listening and God bless.